Want to hone your craft as a digital marketer and get expert insights from thought leaders and industry experts? Welcome to the How I Work podcast. I'm your host, Josh Becerra, founder and president of Agurian. Follow us on Twitter at Agurian Tweets or subscribe to our YouTube channel for more great content. Now, here's the episode of the podcast. Hey everybody, this is Josh Becerra from Agurian. I'm here with Jeff M, co-founder and investor at Click360. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's awesome. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah. So, um, you know, what we normally do is just give you a chance to uh, tell us a little bit of your story as a brief introduction. Sure. Um, you know, you. what amazes me about your career is you've been kind of CXO mm-hmm. for a long time in a lot of different companies. So. Uh, and all SaaS companies. So yeah. that's our audience here is uh, SaaS marketers. Yeah. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that journey through SaaS? Go as far back as you want. Yeah. Um, but there's been some there's been some cool companies in there. Yeah, there sure has, and uh, it's been it definitely been a journey. So yeah. the interesting part is seeing the evolution of the industry over 30 years, uh, starting way back with one of the you know, larger tech companies that had been uh, acquired, which was Lawson, yeah. and seeing how that evolved from running European operations for several years, sure. um, and what lead and demand gen looked like in yeah. those early days, yeah. um, to now you know expanding into uh, some runs with a lot of great companies that have moved from uh, on-prem systems to you know the SaaS world and trying to move and navigate yeah. into what is that experience from a technology standpoint? And all along, seeing the evolution of marketing and sales teams going through that. So, time management was uh, uh, another group that we we focused on in the labor management space and moved from uh, a disc by mail sort of marketing campaign uh-huh. to get people interested in yeah. the word of mouth. The AOL. Yes, uh, the AOL uh, model days. of the first yeah. days of websites and that part of it, of seeing that evolve to providing the first web-based sort of experience that we built almost if Silverlight, I'm dating myself now, we've built our own framework yeah. to be able to do that. Um, that company got acquired. And, yep, and yeah. so that company got acquired and merged in with uh, another consolidating group out of uh, Atlanta. Saw another opportunity where the technology changed with When I Work mm-hmm. and became an early investor within When I Work. and. We really built everything from the ground up: the sales operation, the marketing operation. Uh, um, Remind the, me, were you COO? So, as president, then? president COO, um, when we started out with the operation, yep. we raised three rounds, uh, twenty-four million in total. Wow! Uh, and I exited after a Series B. Um, as we looked at trying to get more to um, EBITDA and focusing on growth, and and that worked because Bain Capital came in and did the acquisition last fall, which was really exciting for, to see something like that happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure, um, I can imagine. Yeah, to see so that happen. From when I worked, yep. then so it was, was when it I Sharp worked, Spring? So it was Sharp Spring. Yeah. So Sharp Spring was interesting. Also uh, I, recently acquired. Exactly. You got a good contact, run going right? here, right? So Constant Contact came in and purchased them. Um, and, and what were you doing there? And so CRO, COO, okay. uh, so both roles, and really taking that from a standpoint, they had some really good marketing data, but mm-hmm. not sales execution. Yeah, and so we really evolved it to really drive that part of it. And for me, it was uh, a foray into because we were starting what I'm doing now. Yeah. at that time. Okay. Uh, and actually, interestingly enough, in this story, Josh, you brought us together with the founders of of the company at uh, at Click360, where I'm at now. Yeah, and that was sort of 
I don't know how many years ago that was now. That was five, over four, breakfast yes, a long time ago. Yes, breakfast a long time ago. It's amazing what networking will do. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And so that was an interesting opportunity. Um, and then went into the cannabis space. And so I got recruited to move to, to Denver uh, from mm -hmm. Florida and worked the last couple of years with uh, an innovative founder moving the most money in cannabis uh, probably in the world, almost yeah. almost $3 billion in that cannabis was work, right? And that's work. W-R-K. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. And so things started to take off with Click360, and so we decided with COVID and everything else, we wanted to move back to the tech scene mm -hmm. in, in Minnesota, yeah. and, and that's where we're at now. Well, it's great to have you back in yes. Minnesota. Yes, we're excited. Uh, I know you spent some time in Florida and yep. Denver, and yep. now you're now you're back here. So, yeah, um, yeah it's a pretty amazing story. Mm -hmm. Always kind of at that CXO level. Yep. You've seen, you know, operations, sales, marketing, mm -hmm. product, mm -hmm. uh, you know, finance, all of the things. Yep. So, and all in SaaS, right. and all in really successful SaaS that have mm -hmm. gone on to do big things, get acquired, all these yep. things. So. Like, are there some learnings in there that you can share with the audience just from that experience around like uh, challenges that you see that SaaS founders might need to overcome or just yeah. any any sort of like connecting of the dots that yeah. came from that experience for us? Yeah, I think some of it, when you look at where success happened and where failure didn't, you know, when we didn't drive to that part of it. Yeah. I think the big challenges that you really look at is how can you move quickly? Mm -hmm and still have the customer experience in, in the journey that, that that whatever your product is to be able to drive to that vision yeah. and then hold your vision. You're gonna have a lot of people telling you you can do a ton of different things or you right. shouldn't be doing the things that you wear. You have to hold true to where you know that, that direction. You take input, you take yeah. the feedback, but in the end, you're driving the direction. Right. You're driving the overall and everyone else will have have insights that you can glean from, mm -hmm. but you you have to drive the ball, right? right? And so in each one of the different roles, when you're looking at it, the key, uh, my discipline and where I think I've, you know, superpower if you drive those things into yeah. that, is identifying where the big challenges are and don't go, well, that's somebody else's problem. Right. Go solve the problem. Yeah. Raise your hand up to go drive that part, yeah. um, and good things will come out of that. And then build it, build that group up and let them take it and drive it. Yeah. Be, you know, solve the initial issues, right? Yeah. And I think that's been the big thing. I've seen challenges where companies that don't do that don't necessarily grow to the level or their potential that they could do because yeah. either they're um, caught up within the, the minutia of the details, or leaving some of the bigger issues that are stopping the flow, especially in tech and SaaS, the drive of leads and the drive of business and then the referral of word of mouth, that yeah. flywheel is a very uh, non-scientific way in early stages. Sure, right? You're driving towards some metrics, but you are reiterating and driving to change as fast as you can and yeah. throwing you know, the things that aren't working out the door as fast as you can as well, yeah. right? Well, one of the things that when we were kind of prepping for this, you talked about like, product being a marketing machine, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And that the two can't be separate. Like you can't separate really like product from marketing. Yep. So I'd love you to like elaborate a little bit more on that because yeah. I thought that was a really interesting concept. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things if you look at when I work and what Chad and Dan Ofelt and you know the founders of, mm -hmm. of the company did from day one and understanding marketing uh, as their first love, right, of yeah. that part of it. And I think you don't see that very often. And that was right. what really attracted me to both of them and the company was, 
I knew the, the, the base domain of the problem. Uh-huh. They were learning the base domain of the problem and knew there was a problem and wanted to solve it. Yeah. But what they did is they made the platform a core part of what the marketing engine was. And, mm-hmm. and for the first part, we didn't have Marketo, we didn't have a, a marketing automation platform. It was the platform. Right. It drove it from, from day one. And that what enabled you to move so much more quickly mm-hmm. than trying to use a lot of, of, of metrics that people were going, well, hey, you can't build a sales team with less than you know, 1K MRR and, you know, or ARR deal, right? right? 1K ARR deal was what our average, we were just getting to that point. Right. And all the, the statements were, you had to have at least 5,000 know, ARR at the time was the, was the mm-hmm. methodology. And he said, no, we're going to build this. And we built it with students right out of college, trained them how to do it, started with, yeah, and they yeah, were closing yeah. 50 deals a month. Wow. And it became a model that really worked. And we yeah. could actually supercharge it, right? And be able to move it to that direction. So you're taking those findings and driving the product allowed a lot of that to happen, but it also caused many challenges, right? Yeah. We reiterated the product every minute, every day. Right. There was no release cycle. So how do you how did you kind of like right. know when you were getting to where all right this is feeling good we're getting a fit like right. you're if you're iterating so quickly like how do you know churn, you're on churn, track versus the churn like rate, moving the off churn rate track was the key metric that we drove okay. off of what we looked at is are we getting a product that people are continuing to utilize with the with the the ICP you know the, the ideal customer profile yeah. when we're looking at that when you're driving you're looking at how do we stay focused on that? And mm-hmm. if people didn't like it, yeah. we gave them their money back. If right. they were saying you didn't move or iterate, why wouldn't you do this part of it? Or why? We're like, hey, this is what we're focused on. If it's not a good fit for you, keep the brand at the right level. Yep. Um, focus on that and go, no over-promising. Right? Sure. And so a lot of what we did at the early stages were, this is what the product does. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, wait a minute, you need to do automatic scheduling and we want to have this part of it. We were like, I told the reps when we were on the phone, when you're talking, you're going, this is what our product core is. This is what we are going to be really awesome at. Yep. And you're going to tell every one of your customers, there are going to be about five things that you wish you had in the product that we will maybe never do. Yeah. And they become non-significant issues over time. I, I had lots of posts when social media was starting to you know, just get its legs in that part uh-huh. of the sales team at When I Work works is the crate they told us not to buy the product yeah right yeah literally told us super not to transparent buy right. exactly high level that of clarity and credibility and we yeah. in a drove and it drove the right level of customers it helped us fine-tune the icp mm-hmm. and the talk track of the team that they could feel confident and they go listen they're going to come back yeah and what happened was the next thing you know they went and tried something else for 30 days it didn't work and they came back and said you were right right and next thing you knew you they did their own proof statement mm-hmm. and when you're selling a especially when you have a challenge when you're selling a, you know, our average um, MRR for a month and was month to month contracts was like $40. Sure. On month to month and high volume. Yeah. We got to the point where high volume was going to be it. Now they've got over 120,000 customers on the right. platform and, and you get the, the mode, you and that's the volume you get to, to have momentum. And so that, it took you know, four years, five years to get to that stage, mm-hmm. but it was a philosophy that everybody drove towards and can, can really yeah. work around. Right? Well, I really do like the idea of like understanding what's working, what's not working, and having this like clarity of focus where mm-hmm. like this is what we do and mm-hmm. we do it really, really well. Yep. And we aren't going to like change what we do because we just took in a series A or B yep. and that big investor wants us to move in this other direction. Yep. Like I do think that 
those two things being super clear and transparent about like what it is you do and then sticking to right. what you do right. it can really lead to success and it works along the way we we became very opportunistic on enterprise deals we were selling very small mom and pop you know restaurants and hospitality sure. customers but we also sold customers that were using enterprise class systems mm -hmm. that couldn't get them trained couldn't get them implemented turnover killed the operational op right. uh, usefulness of the product and we walked in and said, listen, you have high turnover. You have these challenges to do it. If we can solve this part of the problem, one of the biggest medical companies that's still on the platform today always wanted to have centralized configuration of their 400 sites. Yeah. Those were all challenges that they worked around to solve the problem. Right. right? Yeah. And so I think you're finding those innovators that want to solve that. You're finding the right customers that you can drive to a future state of the product. Yep but they're gonna help you partner to get to that point versus cool. forcing you down a path that, I did that once in the career, we did that in time management. We sold Wendy's International, which was a great partner of ours. Sure. But it changed the dynamic of, we wanted to be more like when I work with the platform and we went a whole different direction because of that, yeah. of that contract. The tail wagging the dog. And that big wheel <laughs> you know, of, a, of a opportunity does things to businesses that is oftentimes unintentional, yeah. Um, and you're very that lens changed very much for me as we were driving. To, you know, you can see that pretty clearly when it's starting to happen. You right. want to prevent that, um, so that you can stay on your vision of what you want for the platform. And that's really tough for founders. Right? Yeah, that's really because that's a lot of opportunity, a lot of cash in the bank, a lot of sure. momentum that could go down a direction. Shiny objects. Shiny object can take you down the wrong path. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do think that like in order to um, be able to follow that through and like make those types of decisions, you have to really be reliant on data. You mm -hmm. were saying like we would pay attention to see what our churn rate, like you have to be really in touch with your data. So yeah. I know that, you know, Click360 is all about data and analytics. Yeah. I know you're a big data guy. So yeah. can you um, just... You know, I hear the word like, hey, we're a data-driven organization. It right. gets thrown around right. all the time. Right. So like, what does that mean for you? Like, what is a data-driven, like, what does data-driven really yeah. mean for a business? Yeah, I think that when you're looking at the total life cycle and the journey of a customer coming through, mm -hmm. beginning to end, and, and what, looking at your ICP and your, your, your target customer, when you take data into realms and you can walk into any department and go, tell me what your five KPIs are that you're driving the business with, and they don't have a paper, they don't have it in front of them, they're not looking up anything, they tell you right what it is, right? And I could go into any department in a company that's really doing that, Yeah, it's saying, I walk into customer success and this this is how we're, we're focusing on this, and more importantly, how it ties back to the other parts of the organization right. that they're really doing. now. OKRs is a different way, you know, objective and key results, or there's ways to get there, but the problem that ends up, most of the time when you see that implemented is they don't drive back to the fundamental part of the business mm -hmm. and, and saying this is how yeah. it work it. So when you're looking at each one of the components, they have to work in, in harmony is a, is, is a word that you're trying to get to, that, that the, they're synchronized is probably more appropriate into yeah. it. And what I found the biggest challenge we had, even when we're at when I work, when we're looking at the, the tools that we had and driving it, we're using segment and a lot of the tools that are out there now that have been acquired and, and 
But segment only gives you gave you part of the picture. Yeah, it didn't take any consideration into what the sales team was doing at all. So sure. when marketing was going, hey, this is what it looks like from a segment standpoint, the sales team would get this person's not ready to buy. Yeah, they have no intent to purchase. Right, they're just out shopping or they just want a free trial, and their boss told them to take a look at it. And you know all of these things that came up, and I think that's what the the spirit of what what truly moving to data is is that what is the data influence that we have all the way through the cycle? So yeah. you guys at Garion are really focused on the same thing of how do I drive and help people with their marketing functions and getting to that. I think the holistic approach of looking to driving data is that each one of the departments can say, each of the areas, every phone call that I make, every trade show that I go attend, every marketing campaign, every social media component, every time that a customer gives a good reference to come back mm -hmm. in, that influence yeah. that happens in the overall sales cycle and driving to a conversion is what is missing in the picture today. Thank you for listening to the How I Work podcast with Josh Becerra. If you like what you heard, make sure you subscribe. To learn more about Agurian and for more digital marketing tips and insights, head to agurian.com.